sometimes your expectations will be met, yay, sometimes they will be not, mm, but it's all good. The issue starts when we mistake expectations for standards. Welcome to Sacred Leaders with me, Sigrid Tassias, leadership and embodiment coach, author, speaker, entrepreneur, humanitarian, and modern medicine woman. And you have found a podcast where today's top leaders, conscious entrepreneurs, spiritual teachers, and personal development experts share with you the insights, tools, hacks, and strategies to help you bring more depth and embodiment to your life and leadership and amplify your impact from the inside out. Today's episode was inspired by so many of you, my clients, listeners, and Insta followers that have asked me many questions regarding standards and expectations and how to truly get clear on those, knowing which is which and how to own them, how to communicate them. So in this episode, I speak about the difference between standards and expectations, the issues that having them can create, how to differentiate one from the other, and how to know whether your standards and expectations are coming from a space of love and self-honoring, or from an unhealed wound or trauma, a space of lack, a space of control, a space of demand. And I also break down a simple process that you can use to get started with having more loving, fair, and honoring standards and taking more responsibility for your expectations. This topic is one that I feel isn't spoken about enough, and yet it is so crucial, so crucial for relationships of any kind to work. If you are able to, I really recommend you to have a journal and pen near you to take notes, but otherwise, enjoy the episode, and you can always come back to the show notes if you want to take notes later on. I also share with you a bunch of different examples that you probably can relate to so that you know how this may apply to your own life and some of my personal stories with how this showed up in my relationship. Now, before we get started, I have a little announcement to make. I am looking for two women that want to radically transform their life and leadership through doing the deep embodiment inner work. If you know that you are still playing below your capacity as a leader and entrepreneur, and if you know that there is another level of connection with your deepest truth and ownership of your gifts that gets to happen, this might be for you. I support my clients to really embody their deepest truth and alignment and really access their ultimate potential as a leader and woman. The results they create through working with me impact their personal lives, their relationships, their leadership, and the impact and income that their businesses create. So if this resonates, I would really love to support you to create that as well. So head to the link in the show notes or direct message me on Instagram with the word embodiment, and I will share more details with you. This will fill out quickly because I only have two spaces right now. So I recommend you to contact me ASAP either through the application link in the show notes or by direct message me on Instagram. Now, let's go into the episode. Standard versus expectation. 
So let's start with really looking into what each of those is. A standard is a level of quality or something that is accepted as a norm and generally used as a basis for judgment. So in other words, it is a level of quality that may represent the norm, whether collective or personal. So the norm for us, of course, your standards will be different to mine and my standards will be different to the next person's. But this is where you choose what the level of quality required for something to be quote-unquote good for you is. So this may apply to your work and how you show up to it or the quality of the work your team does for you. This may apply to some values and qualities or ways of being treated you require in order to be happy in a relationship or friendship, etc. Now, an expectation is a belief that something will and should happen or be in a certain way. So we consciously or subconsciously decide how things should be, how people should show up and behave, etc. And then hold life or the people around us accountable to that. The issue with that is that it is not only not self-responsible and in a way it's almost like we're holding ourselves and others hostage to what we think should be. And this is just simply not how life works. But also, it can be so disappointing and create so many issues in all of our relationships. For example, a standard for a relationship might have you look for someone who is kind, honest and loving, let's say. What you might expect is that your partner needs to say certain things or do certain things in a very specific way in order for you to feel their kind, honest and loving nature. So in this example, your partner meets your standards, right? He or she is kind, honest and loving. But then, if they meet your standards and you have a good match in their relationship, your expectations will sometimes be met, sometimes not. Just how it is. You have a good match, they, they meet your standards, they're all of the different things, and sometimes your expectations will be met, yay, sometimes they will be not, mm, but it's all good. The issue starts when we mistake expectations for standards. Because if you unconsciously think of your expectations as your standards, Every time those aren't met or fulfilled, guess what? You're going to become disappointed, frustrated, and eventually resentful. Because from your perception, your partner is, well, simply not delivering. So in this case, you may feel unmet or disrespected, unloved. And hear me out, I'm speaking from experience. This is not something... Um, I only know conceptually, but I have lived this in my relationship. So totally get this. And it happens when you think that your partner isn't delivering, when you think that your partner isn't meeting you in the way that they need. You may start feeling disrespected and unloved and unmet and all of the things. And as a result, you may feel entitled to start arguments or you may become passive aggressive in your relationship dynamic. And of course, 
either of those scenarios will harm the relationship. And you may even think that those unmet expectations are a sign that your partner and you might just not be compatible. And we're going, we're going with this partner example, but this can apply to any other relationship, even your relationship with your career. You may think, this might just not be for me. This might not be meant to happen. When in reality, you might just be looking at it from the perception and the perspective of your, your expectations that aren't being met. However, your expectations might not always be in alignment with reality, might not always be reasonable, might not always be humanly possible to meet. And we'll get into that in a second. So it's important that you understand this. So let's look at what might be a standard and what might be an expectation. Continuing with the example of relationship, a standard might be that your partner is honest with you and that's not hide things from you that he or she expresses some affection on a daily basis, that she or he be there for you when things are tough, things like that. Expectations can be more like how exactly, when exactly, and how often exactly you get to receive those things. So another issue with expectations is that they're often not communicated. Oftentimes, because we ourselves may not even know that we have those expectations. So we try to hold people accountable to things that they never agreed to. And this will not only create, as I mentioned, disappointment, frustration, and eventually resentment and separation, but it will also cause the person in the receiving end to feel controlled and potentially feel as though they never know how to win with you. So I had this, I faced this challenge, this issue in my relationship some time ago where I didn't realize that I had some expectations that weren't being met. And I wasn't even aware exactly of what those expectations were, but I was holding my partner accountable to them. All of, this was ha- all of this was happening subconsciously, so I had literally no idea until I really dove into it and got real with myself. And what had happened is that due to those expectations not being met, I was feeling disappointed. I was feeling frustrated. I was experiencing all of this resentment and all of that was creating separation in my relationship. Now, my partner got to a point where he simply stopped trying. And I remember there was a moment one day where I went to the beach and I was really going through it. And I remember this one sentence from, I'm pretty sure it's from The Queen's Code, amazing book, if you haven't read it, from Alison A. Armstrong, totally recommend it. And in the book, this quote says, men stop trying when they feel like they can never win. I might have butchered this quote, by the way, just letting you know, but it says something like that. And it says, you know, men stop trying when they feel like they can never win. And this came like to my awareness while I was at the beach, just really being with all of the messiness and the confusion and the why isn't this working and why I'm feeling like this and why is he feeling like this? And then I realized, well, he can never win. He can never win with me. It doesn't matter what he does, how she so, how he shows up. 
it's never fully a match. It can never win. And I had to become really honest with myself in that moment and have a look at where my expectations were coming from. They were coming from my wounding and my fear and and trauma around abandonment. I'll get to that later in this episode, by the way, because I feel like this happens to a lot of us. But it's important that we understand this because if our partner, our friend, our employee um, feels like they can never win with us, eventually they will stop trying. Eventually they will feel resentful. Eventually their wounding around inadequacy or um, not feeling admired, not feeling accepted, all of these will show up. So it's not only that you will feel disappointed and frustrated and eventually resentful, but it will create such a separation because both parties involved will feel as though they're not getting what they need. So it's important to really get clear on this. And also understand that more often than not, our partners and friends will have different expectations and standards than us. So imagine how would it feel if we were all trying to force each other to show up how we think they should show up versus allow each person to show up how they freely decide they get to. This is where standards come into play because standards are saying, this is what I need. And it's coming from a space of self-love. It's coming from a space of honoring, of saying, hey, this is what I need. If I'm going to enter a relationship, if I'm going to enter a friendship or a business partnership, this is what I need. This is how I will show up and this is how I need anyone entering this container to show up. Well, expectations tend to be a little bit more like unreasonable demands. So the line between standard and expectation can sometimes get a little blurry, but the thing I suggest you do to get started with really differentiating between these two is first writing those down and getting really honest with yourself about whether that particular thing is one that's coming from a space of self-honoring and sovereignty or a space of demand and lack or control. Energetically, I feel like standards say I matter and this is how I want to be treated. If you can't meet me there, it's absolutely no problem. But this is simply what I request of anyone, including myself, wanting to be in my space. So it's almost like energetically standards are this self-honoring, I go first, I give this to myself first, and then I request that you do the same. This is the energy I feel standards carry. Demands, I feel they're more like, you should, you should, you should, you should. So this is for you to discover. It's different for each person, but I really, really encourage you to, as I said, write them down, get clear on, okay, this is a standard, this is an expectation, this is an expectation, this is standard. Like make a list and then really get clear on this. Like, is it coming from a space of self-honoring and freedom or is it coming from a space of demand and lack or control? First step. Now, after this, 
once you have gotten really clear on what are your standards and what are some expectations you have, and once you have identified these, I recommend you checking in with each of your standards and each of your expectations and really ask, is this fair and reasonable? Because see, a lot of people, a lot of the times, the standards and expectations that they have or that we have are driven by our wounds. As I mentioned just a second ago, these happen so often and it can be so detrimental to ourselves and to every single relationship that we have. For instance, someone that growing up felt like she or he was never good enough or that they received love only when they performed and performed well, they may have unrealistic expectations of her or himself and may have standards of excellence that aren't always humanly possible to live by. I know this has been true for me in the past. I know this is true for a lot of my friends that are strong, achiever, epic women, but they have had to face this. And also men, of course, they have had to face this, understanding that, okay, maybe it wasn't the most loving space within myself that created this standard or this expectation. Maybe it was my trauma that did so. Maybe it was my wounding that did so. Maybe it was my conditioning, what I learned as a kid and then continued to perform that did so. Another example, someone that may have a wound around abandonment or betrayal could have an expectation related to how often their partner needs to reassure them. That could be quite unhealthy and even enabling codependency. So you want to get really clear on whether your standards and expectations are coming from a grounded, loving, self-honoring space or from your fears and wounds and traumas. You may be able to do this by yourself, but I definitely recommend you to reach out to a trauma-informed coach or specialist that can support you otherwise, because we tend to have blind spots that we can simply not see. That's why they're called blind spots. And these exercise, really getting clear on these, can open the space for so much healing, so much empowerment that will have an impact not just in your relationships and how you communicate your standards and your expectations, but everything touches everything. So when you do this work, you're not just dealing with standards versus expectations, boundaries versus emotional walls. You are dealing with the core of so much. So yes, your relationship with yourself will benefit from it. So will your romantic relationships, your friendships, all of those but also your business and the level of abundance you can call into your life and your health, like everything touches everything. So it's important to know that if this is ringing a bell and you're like, oh, I've got some work to do in regards to this, don't just let it be something that you're listening to this podcast and not really ever doing. But if this is resonating, I so encourage you to find someone that can support you to really find those blind spots and get down to the core of each one of those issues and challenges so that you can create a really transformational, empowering and healing experience for yourself. All right, so the next step, once we've identified, written down everything, you're clear, what is the standard, what is the expectation, 
Is this fair and reasonable? Getting clear on all of those things. Is this coming from love? Is this coming from a wound or trauma? The next step is to stop shooting all over yourself and other people. If you catch yourself thinking that someone should have something, should have said something, should have behaved in a certain way, should have done things that other way, should have handled that in X way, all of those things, I want you to really take this, like really take this on board and let it land. This is your big stop sign. Whenever you catch yourself shooting, this is your stop sign. Remember that you are not only in control of others, you're not in control of others, but you should not try to be. Whether you think someone else or you should have done things differently or should do things in the future differently or in the present, you get to quit this. Now, you get to quit this not only because it might be annoying and confronting and couldn't really restricting for others around you, but you get to do it because you will find so much more freedom on the other side of this. And you deserve this. You deserve to have the freedom to simply be and know that if you did things a certain way, that's the best you could do. Let's move on. If somebody did things a certain way, that's the best they knew how to do. Let's move on. Really, you create so much energetic space when you stop trying to control life, when you stop trying to control others, when you stop trying to judge yourself for everything that you do. So I know this is not easy, but this is my reminder and huge invitation for you. Stop shooting all over people. This is your stop sign. Quit trying to control so much and you will create so much freedom from your for yourself from this. All right, the next step is Another juicy one. Remembering that A, nobody owes you anything. Like really, every single person you relate to, every single person that might be in your life, everyone is in their own personal journey. This is their life. And even if they play a role in your life, they're playing their life. And that's the main priority. So they have their lessons to learn. They have their wounds to heal, they have their mission to fulfill, they are living their own life and that's their mission. So they may play a role, they may chip in and come into your life and play a character and go, okay, I'm going to play the boyfriend or the girlfriend or the husband or the wife or the mom or the dad or children or best friend or whatever. I'm going to play that role in her life or in his life. But they don't owe you anything. Ultimately, they're playing their own movie. They're figuring out their own life. And it's important that we really come back to this understanding. Like even if people, that even if people are in our lives and they're playing a role, they do not owe us anything. Because we do this often. And oftentimes we expect things from others that we're not even willing to give ourselves. So remember, nobody owes you anything. If somebody comes in your life and they want to be around you, you can have your standards. You can say, hey, this is how we do things around here in my kingdom and my kingdom. This is how we do things. So if you want to enter, if you want to be around, this is what I request. This is like my minimum requirements. And that's fine. You can choose whether you want to have certain people around you or not. 
But having expectations and demands and holding people hostage to them, thinking that they owe us those things, is such a trip, so imprisoning to us and the person that we are trying to, to get things from. And ultimately is an illusion. So really remember, nobody owes you anything. This is your life. They're playing a character play. You can request, but you cannot demand. Nobody owes you anything. That's the first thing. B, second thing. We all experience reality through our reality tunnel. We all have this reality tunnel that is based on or or creates a perception of life based on our upbringing, our trauma, our likes and dislikes, our conditioning, our cultural influence, um, who our parents were, what things we went through, all of those things. So we get to understand that all reality tunnels are so different. And remember, please remember, that our standards and expectations won't always match. The sooner you accept that yours are not better or more true, more correct than others, the sooner you'll free yourself from this control and judgment that you may have been experiencing. And I can tell you, been there, done that. So no shame on this. If you're listening to this and you know that this is you, absolutely no shame. We all do this. However, I'm sharing this information with you because it can be truly, truly life-changing. So remember, you are experiencing life through your reality tunnel. The person next to you has a completely different reality tunnel and nothing makes your tunnel better than their tunnel. So remember this, nobody owes you anything and all reality tunnels, all expectations and standards will be different. And as long as you remember this, you'll find a lot more compassion for yourself and others, a lot more acceptance and a lot more respect which ultimately will make it a lot easier to meet each other in a middle ground, let's say. And last but not least is communicate. People around you cannot read your mind. Communicate your standards to allow others into what you truly need and want. And communicate your expectations to give people the freedom to choose whether they can and want to meet them or not. Give people the freedom to choose. When you communicate your needs, when you communicate your standards and your expectations, people around you have a choice. They can choose whether they want to meet that and they feel like they can, or whether they're like, you know, totally cannot do this right now. Thank you for sharing, but I cannot do this. So you're giving people not just the, the opportunity to really meet you where you are wanting to be met. You are giving them a roadmap that says, hey, here's, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm feeling. Here's how I perceive relationship or um, partnership or whatever it is, friendship. And these are the things that I secretly wish for. These are the things that I actually really care about. These are the things that truly matter to me. And when you communicate, when you openly share those with, let's say, continue with the example of your partner, when you share these with your other, with your person, 
you give them an opportunity to truly see, feel, and understand what's going on within you. You give them an opportunity to know how to win with you, which is really, really important. And you give them an opportunity to choose. You are taking away the demand aspect of things, really bringing in a deeper level of self-responsibility and self-ownership, and really giving people the freedom to choose. And that in itself tends to make people want to show up for you even more. So not only you are respecting and honoring other people's servanty, but you're making it easier for those around you to really meet you where you want to be met. So communicate, communicate, communicate. Be open, be honest, be real, and be vulnerable about where you're at so that the people around you can truly do their best if they choose you, if they choose to, to meet you. This might not be easy at first, but trust me, it is so worth it. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you got something valuable that you can apply to your own life. If you got value from this episode, share it with someone, share it with that friend that you think is going to really get value from listening to this conversation as well, or share it in your stories. It really means the world to me when you guys share this because it supports to get the message across to more people. So thank you in advance and thank you for taking the time of your day to listen to this episode. Before we jump off, I want to remind you that I am looking for two women that want to radically transform their life and leadership through doing the deep embodiment inner work. So if you know that you are still playing below your capacity as a leader and entrepreneur, and if you know that there is another level of connection with your deepest truth and ownership of your gifts that gets to happen, this might be for you. If you want to learn more about this, head to the application link in the show notes or direct message me on Instagram with the word embodiment. I would love to hear from you and see if I can support you to create the same results that so many leaders across the world have achieved thanks to doing the inner work and really embodying their deepest truth. Thank you again for spending this time with me and I will see you in the next episode. Lots of love.